0: with me, your host Josh. What a wonderful weekend uh, Blues fans had yet again. Um, This good feeling around the club is infectious. I find myself generally looking forward to games now and that wasn't the case um, for a number of years. The game itself, I recorded something on Saturday but I think I was a little bit too just excited (laughs) by the whole thing so I think it was the right thing to wait a bit rewatch really the highlights and then just try and formulate a more of a well-rounded plan on how we're doing and and my hopes for the end of the window as well because I think that's a big a big part of the good feeling around I do believe we are still a little bit short in depth and I think we lack a little bit of mobility up front um the last two games I think have highlighted the need for a more aggressive striker a player that's got something to prove um someone new someone with different ideas different approaches and someone that can link up with the trickery that we've brought into the squad now um i don't want to sit here and lambast hogan but i do feel like he he's becoming this season's scapegoat or whatever and That's not necessarily incorrect, but I also, I myself, I'm getting bored of the Hogan conversation. We all know what he's like. We all know what he offers and what he brings. But I'm bored of it. I'm bored of that conversation. I'm bored of fans backing him and some fans not. And I'm sick of the divide. I just want us all to be kind of on the same page with... uh, players and our displays and our performances and that's probably something that i'm hoping for that will never happen um with our fan base or with any fan base i think there's always going to be a divide and people's opinions on certain players always differ and people see things that match what they want to put out on social media but for me we are crying out for a number nine that's got pace that's got movement that's willing to put themselves on the line. Now, this isn't, I'm not saying that Hogan isn't doing that, but I just feel like Hogan isn't complimenting the players that we brought in well enough, if that's the most diplomatic way of saying it. But I am just getting bored of it. I'm getting bored of seeing his name on the team sheet. And it's sad because when he was on loan, I generally did enjoy watching him play. And probably the first season into the second, I kind of tried to defend him a little bit. But I've just gone past it now. It's just... It, it becomes annoying. It's a bit like when Lee Camp was our keeper. It just annoyed me. It's just like, we are better than that. And I think we've outgrown Hogan. And, that, and that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It shouldn't be looked upon as a negative. You know, the club is moving in directions now that I don't think a lot of us have... Expected after the Leeds game and being able to be in the box in the Jasper Carrot Suite and meeting the people that I met, this club is going to change its whole approach to everything. It's just going to take time, and we've got a little bit quiet on deals, but in the window. But I do believe we will do a bit more. Um, John uses has said he wants two to three. I could see maybe five are needed. If it was me and I was in charge, I would look for a strong target man, stylish, maybe, as a striker. But my personal preference would be a nippy, mobile striker in the mould of Che, really. I mean, they're not easy to find, but that's something I would definitely um, want the club to be looking at. And if it's not done this season, you do it in the next one. And I also like the mobile target come complete striker, do offer us another avenue, and it's an exciting avenue. Um, I've seen, you know, links with potentially Sydney Van Hooydonk. I've looked at his uh, YouTube highlight reel, and he looks perfect for the system that John wants to play, and I'm all for that. Um, let's be honest, Clayton Donaldson would be amazing in this team now. Um, fans of Blues... Uh, we'll, we'll know how good he was for us but that sort of style, you know he's strong, he can hold the ball up but he also knows the back of the net and I love the dog, I thought he was brilliant for us he, he come in just at the right time and unfortunately his age was just a little bit on the, on the older side and we could have found him at 19 I think we would have had a cracking striker for a number of years, um, so that I can understand why the club are going for that, you know, a little bit of um, strength up front to complement what Duke does, and almost combining Duke and Hogan together in one player would would give us another avenue, and I'm I'm excited by that, and I trust this ownership. They've not given me a reason not to, so I would lo- I would hope that we are going to be more active before the end of the window. I just hope that we can get our stuff done before the deadline day because it's always a rush. But you know, we never know with this club at the moment. They are they're laying new ground for us to walk upon. It's as simple as that, and it's going to take us time. And with the FFP, that's hanging over us. If it's loans, fine. But we all know where our weaknesses are. We need a cover for right back. Because, uh, unfortunately, Ethan Laird was taken off um, on Saturday. Um, we also need probably another winger, potentially, to complement Dembele. He was also taken off. So, hopefully, that's not too, too long. Because, let's be honest, he's been absolutely amazing for us. Um, yet again, I keep seeing stats of... Uh, Dembele the most dribbles, Um, Ethan Laird, um, best right-back in the league. We've done some cracking work. I would just hate the goodwill and the brilliant transfers we've done so far to be let down by not plugging the holes up clear now. We need another avenue up front. We need cover for Ethan Laird. We probably need another centre-R, and you could even probably throw in a winger and and a midfielder, so there's a lot of options that we need to do, but we're not always going to get everything that we want. I just hope that the striker is the thing that we do push for, because I think it's starting to become apparent in the games now. Um, so let's go back to Saturday. Before the game, I'd have taken a draw, um, just to keep the the wheels turning, trying to, you know, stay undefeated as long as we can. Because we all know as Blues fans, as soon as we lose, sponsored by undefeated and look at you, you're losing games. We all know that's coming. It's just part and parcel of, you know, being Birmingham City. You're always going to get stuff. But every club's like that, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. So, I'm pleasantly surprised, to be really honest. Before this season, I expected a loss to Leeds. Um... And I probably expected, you know, a draw at Bristol. I know we've done quite well there, but you just never know with this season. I I always go out on a limb and probably say the championship now is it, one of the strongest it's been for a while. You know, there's, there's some decent teams and clubs are making some good moves. You know, Hull are doing very well in the transfer market. So are Stoke, a Blues as well. But we needed to, you know, it's been a lot of seasons where we haven't done well. So it's a lot of plugging of gaps. But again, Back to the game. We started off really well, um, really in the face constantly, really wanting to put it to them. The stats um, kind of point to that a little bit. Uh, we have got uh, Birmingham expected goals of 1.4, assists uh, 0. 0.90, ball possession 36%, uh, to Bristol's 64. I think that it was a very good ploy from John. I think he. Kind of wanting them to have the ball. Let them make their poor passes. Because, let's be honest, there was a lot in that game. Bristol City, giveaway possession, something wrong. A bit like me on FIFA recently. Um, I've been terrible. I've got back into it just before the new game comes out. And, yeah, I've been absolutely terrible. Trying to sneak little games of FIFA when when the little ones gone to bed. Uh, Yeah, it's been painful. (laughs) But, anyway, back to the game again. Um, Blues took 16 shots at goal on Saturday. That has got to be commended. That is great work. I can't remember the last time Blues had that many shots at goal. On target were six, off target were six, and block were four. Now, if your biggest goal threat is Jukas Djukovic, there's a problem. He's a, he's a legend for the club. I'm not going to sit here and say he's not, because he is. He's come up clutch for us so many times. I just kind of feel like he needs a break. He needs... He needs to be put out to pasture a little bit. And I don't mean this in a derogatory way. I just don't want the pressure to be on his shoulders all the time. I don't think it's fair. (laughs) I think he's done it enough. And the two goals that he scored, I'm over the moon for him because he's scoring goals and blues again. And I've been critical of Duke and it's not his fault. I'm critical because I believe the club haven't helped him in a lot of seasons. They don't. Give him the players around him that lets him do what he's good at. And what he's good at is limited because he's a limited striker. But the things he's good at will get you goals and will win you points. and And that's why Duke is good to keep around. In the past, I've said, I want him gone. I want him moved on so we can move away from that and change our whole style. I'm of the mindset now is, unless we get three strikers in, let's keep him. Let's keep him around the players. Let's keep him around the dressing room. Help the younger lads that we brought in and the youth that we're trying to bed into the team. Just so I have someone, you know, seeing from the same hymn shit as the manager, that kind of thing. But his role at the Blues now is how it should be. It's how it should have been for the last two years. Impact sub. If you're seeing Duke start a game, there's a problem there. Because his energy levels are not at it. It's hard work for him. And unfortunately, when he's trying to chase down people, it's not his role. It's not what he's good at. He's never been good at that. And the years are catching up with him. So if Duke is going to be our impact sub, our Oligun and for example, I'm all over that. And he deserves that. He's at the level now where he's he's paid his dues. He's sweated for the club. He's, you know, played through injuries, done everything. Let's keep Duke now as a super sub. I'm all over that. I love that. If he could score eight goals this season, by doing what he's been doing so far, I would be over the moon. And that is a great return. I have no expectation on Duke because of his age and because of what he's done in the past. He's kind of got a free roll and kind of got a free hit. But unfortunately, Scott Hogan, he's playing so much more football. Yes, it's going to take its toll. But he's on good money and he scores goals. He's proven that. He got 10 goals last season. But the drop off in between the good purple patch is so rife. It's just, it's just annoying. And I do agree with certain points that's on the social media where, if players look for his runs, it's a bit easier. But it's the eye test that bothers me. He fails the eye test on pretty much every game. He looks dejected. He looks uninterested. He throws his arms about. He moans a lot. He kind of runs for himself at times. And what I mean by that is, I feel like he runs for the sake of running. He doesn't run for the player that's got the ball. He doesn't run for the player that hasn't got the ball. He just runs because that's what he's paid to kind of do. And it's a harsh harsh review of a player that has put in a lot of work for us. I don't dispute that. But I almost feel like his time's come to an end. He's got no pressure on his position. He's got no pressure on his shirt. No one's trying to take it off him because, let's be honest, Duke can't do what Hogan does and Hogan can't do what Duke does. So they're kind of just passing ships. They've got no real interest in each other in that position. And let's be honest, Cosgrove is going to go. I hope he leaves the club and does well because his YouTube videos again for Aberdeen do look good. They do look good and I can kind of understand why someone that didn't have all the information would have picked him. I can understand it, but it doesn't mean it's the right decision. You know, things change in football as as in life. One thing can be an absolute fat one day, next minute it's not. And unfortunately, it is what it is. And like Birmingham's what's holding Cosgrove needs to move on. And also, I also think Hogan does. But I've also got a thought in my mind, and this thought, I hope comes true because I think it will please everyone and please all sides of the of the fan base. Bringing in a striker now that's going to give Scott Hogan competition is the most important thing we have to do now in the transfer window. And what I mean by this is if Hogan has someone that wants his shirt, and I mean physically wants his shirt, like he wants to be the number nine, he wants to be Mr. Birmingham City, he wants to live all these dreams of past players, that is going to make Scott Hogan a better player, or it's going to highlight fans on the one side of the argument believe where his time has come at this level or at this club and it's time to go which will happen at the end of the season because he's only got one year left, potentially so this is my whole, whole thought process in the window get us a mobile striker that can lead the line on his own regardless of what's around him let that player work, that's it and you move Scott Hogan and Djukovic to your impact subs. That is the key for the end of this window. if we don't do that, I do worry that the good feeling will slightly turn. And no one wants that. I don't want seven weeks of happiness and then horrible, moany, gritty performances that, you know, leaves a bad taste in all our mouths and all that goodwill has just evaporated and, It all turns shit and people start bickering on social media and the ground becomes quiet again. I don't want any of that. That needs to be left in the past with Birmingham Sports Holdings because that's what they wanted to create and that's not what we need. We need the good feeling that we had at Leeds. We need the sellouts like we've got at uh, Plymouth on Saturday. That's what we need. So, yeah, again, keep on flipping from transfers to the game. First half, I was really impressed with Bakuna uh, and Sunich. I thought Bakuna was trying his best. He was getting on the ball. He was taking shots. And obviously, if anyone listens to my podcast, I always back Bakuna for shots. Uh, always at one point five, over one point five shots for me, um, and it always gives good odds. So you can't you can't knock that. I thought Sunich was was cracking. Like he really showed what he can do for us, um, breaking it up. He set up the second goal. And it all comes from his interception. And I think a lot of fans have slept on him. And it's, it's understandable because in other teams, he's been asked to do probably five jobs. And that's not what he's good at. He's good at one and two jobs, basically. Break it up. Tackle hard. Win that fucking ball. And give it to somebody else. What he also showed in the second goal was, because now he's had that time to settle in, he was confident. That ball was played in, which, unfortunately for me, I needed Jordan James for the next goal, so it would have won me about 30 quid. He leaves it and then Duke finishes it. But the way he looked, he was like, "Yep, bang, it's in. There's no, like, half-heartedness. There's no, like, oh, we'll just hit and hope. It was, you're going to get this ball in and it's going to be perfect. That's what we need. A son, like that, actually becomes a very key player for the way we want to play. This double pivot that we've got, With him and Bielik, it's a joy to watch at times because Blues fans have always done this. Ethan Laird said this on um, the TikTok that was put out by the club. Blues fans love a tackle. We've always loved a tackle. I remember as a kid, back in the 90s, one of my first games, I think it was against Huddersfield, and I remember a massive roar going up when someone um, slid in on, on a rainy day and the ball went out for a throw. I remember turning to my cousin and saying, is this normal? And They're like, yeah. This is, this is what we do. This is what we do. We celebrate anything that's positive. I've even experienced, as well as myself, a massive cheer for a corner. That's what Blues do. That's what we're about. And I love it. And that's what I want to keep. And that's why the limbs that were shown, it's been shown all over social media ever since the Bristol game, because that's what we're about. 3,000 diehard Blues fans going to Bristol because that's what we fucking do. We come and we take over. And I love it. And that's what I want to keep. And that's why I hope with the, with the ownership that we don't go too hard in the window so we become a problem like Birmingham Sports Holdings did. But we go hard enough just to keep us on this positive turn. And I do trust them. And I think if we don't do something, they'll give us the reasons why. Fair enough, you've been honest. We understand certain things can't be done. We don't want to risk um, penalisation. Fair enough. And I do believe if we can't get the strikers in, I do think the ball will come out and say, look, we tried our best. There was things in the way, but we've got a plan and we're going to be right at it next time we can. And I keep on saying this to my mates. The window we've had now, we're all buzzing. We all think it's a cracking window. What's something going to be like next summer? When FFP is a lot more relaxed because we've done our three years and it's a clean slate as such. What are we are going to look at then? Is that when we go and get the key striker that we've been looking for? Is that when we really, truly replace Scott Hogan? Is that when we replace Robbie Savage? Is it when we replace Trey Adams? Is it when we replace Barry Ferguson? We're never going to replace Jude Benningham. Through Jude, you know, blues are on the map sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I do, I do want to really stress this good feeling that we've got now. We need to keep it. We need to keep pushing. And if the Transfer doesn't transfer window doesn't go the way we want. We've still gotta be positive because this club, it's awakened again. There's a buzz, there's an energy within the the guts of the club. We've dealt with some shit. We really have. But we're playing good football again. Like, it's really exciting. It kinda of reminds me a little bit of when Bruce come down um with us from the Prem and we, we signed Bentner and we signed Larson and Mwamba. and we just kind of just, right, okay, we're going to just walk all over you kind of thing. Like, I don't, I know we finished second and we, we probably should have won the league that season, but I just felt like we were just confident. We just knew about ourselves and we knew what to do and I was excited to watch us and I'm excited again. Like, me and my mates talking about trying to get tickets for away game, so I'm going to put it out there, you know, a, a shameless plug. If anyone can get me, you know, away tickets, let me know because I'm a serious ticket holder, but I've never done, Away games on my own kind of account, so it's a it's case kind if of it goes to general sale. But at the moment, that's not happening. Like is the season olders uh, are, are waiting in the wings because their away fans are just so consistent, and that's what we've got to be proud of. Our club has been in the depths of shit for so many years, and yet we're still doing three thousand fans on away games at Bristol. Like we are, we're mustard when it comes to our following. I just hope that the team can keep keep the positivity and keep that mentality. So back to the game. Again, I keep on flipping between both. So if I, if you listen to this, you've got this far, I really do appreciate it because I am flipping between both because there's so much to say about Blues at the moment. And I could probably sit here for two hours and just chat with Blues fans. And I think in the future, I'm going to try and do that where I get Blues fans in and we just chat and We'll just shoot the shit and we'll just be positive because it's been so many years since we can be. And I feel like this season, we're going to start enjoying it. I mean, last season, a little bit, I said to my friends, like, I'm starting to like this this team. I like them. They, I'm interested in knowing them as people. And it's the same again. Like you, Blues fans can't not love Ethan Laird. Like, the, the lad is such a warm open lad and he's come in and then Tyler Roberts comes in and they're clearly mates and Laird has done that video with Deion Sanderson and they're clearly got a bond together you know that's what you that's how it starts. These are the videos when we're looking at in four or five years time and go, that's the start of where we are now and I'm excited boys. I really am going I just hope that the window closes and we're even more excited and we just can't wait and the games are coming thick and fast and we're just what on it. That's what I'm hoping for so so, yeah, the game itself, we've all seen it. You know, I don't need to keep banging on. It was a great performance. There was times where we could have probably took it to them. We did drop back a little bit in the second half. But it's understandable. I get it. The sending off wasn't a sending off, let's be honest. Let's let's call it as it is. It wasn't a sending off. Well, did the ref see that the arm on Jai on Jai a bit too much? I don't know. But we all know the EFL has shocking referees. And I'm going to say that they are shocking referees. The amount of poor decisions we see week in, week out, it does spoil it. And I do hope in the future we do get some improvement. I'm not calling for VAR because VAR's also rubbish. And it's the people. I just hope that we get an improvement of quality because blues can do what we can do as a club. But if the the officiating is poor, there's not much we can do. You've just got to ride it and just hope that the luck is on our side more than against us. But yeah, I do I think like the way we set up now, it's exciting. And we're just missing that little bit of stardust up front. If we can change that, get that in, Blues are on the way and that's what I want to start hearing. Blues are on the way to the promised land and sitting where we are now in the league. I can't help but look. I really can't. And I know it's early, but it's been so hard for us for so many years. And we've We've struggled in in the past. I think the wider public won't understand how much we have actually struggled. I think they'll just assume, "Oh yeah, it's Birmingham City. Who cares?" We're well, waking up again. The clubs, the clubs, moving in the right direction, and this is a time where Blues fans need to be really excited because we are. We're on our way, boys and girls, and I'm glad that the person leading the charge is Mr. Wagner and his team because we're on a good one here and. I trust the window's gonna go our way. I really do. I trust, and I'm can't wait for for Saturday. I get to sit in my seat again because I was in the box last time out, which was lovely. Again, Mr. Marco, you're an absolute legend. But I'm excited. I can't wait, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. And I think a lot of people will stand up and take note if we can really give Plymouth a good game and win. Granted, they are a newly promoted team, but they are they are a very exciting team as well. I think if we can give them a good game and and get a win, people will start listening to us and they'll start seeing, hang on, we've got to really consider Blues as the dark horses. And do you know what? I love it. I love the idea that we are the dark horses. I love the idea that people are going to underestimate us. That's That's where Blues are the best. When Blues are the underdog and we surprise people, that's when we come out. That's when we start showing what the fuck we're about. And that's what I can't wait for. I've got passion back again. I've got hope. I've got passion. I've got expectation. I've got excitement. I've got it all. And that's all down to the new ownership. So if they're they're on it, we've got to be on it. And so far, we have truly showed what the fuck Birmingham City are about. That away fan following is mustard. It's it's absolute quality. And I love it. And all them fans deserve a big pat on their back because we travel hard. And I love it. So this has been the Football Nights Podcast. I have been your host, Josh. And as always, keep right on.